0: Welcome back to Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. This week, Trudy Sharp is in with us. Scott Sharp, it's his birthday today, so he's gone away for a bit.
1: He has. Only for two days, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Greg, you know, not many people can have the day off on their birthday. Exactly. I don't, do you? I,
0: no, I don't either, no. no.
1: No, we won't send him any wishes.
0: Well, I think next year my birthday's on a Saturday, so actually, no, I won't be having the day off no, you'll be working. <laughs> I'll be working, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you got for us today, Judy?
1: Oh, uh, look, Christmas is coming, as we all know, yep. and uh, this weekend I had some toddlers in mm-hmm. uh, with mums and dads picking their living Christmas trees, so I thought we should talk about how to look after them. Right. Uh, okay, yep. Because it is important. Um, so, you know, that's one of the topics today anyway.
0: Rightio. It's also now December. I think that's the best time to start putting up Christmas de- decorations as well, not November.
1: Oh, no. No, I never do before the 1st of December. And it's funny because that's until yesterday we hadn't sold a Christmas tree. So they obviously All December the 1st they do it. Yeah, yeah. We're into the month of December, Judy, and it's time to start thinking about Christmas, putting up our Christmas trees. It is, you know, and Greg, the lovely thing about the living Christmas trees is a little boy that came in yesterday, uh, he looked about one, I suppose, but they wanted it. By himself? No, with his mum and daddy, (laughs) but um, they were buying it so that each year, you know, so they could grow it with him so oh, righty. to speak. excellent. yeah and a lot of families do that which is nice so of course I had to um, give them a little bit of instruction because over the years my experience has been that people come in and they say you know that Christmas tree I bought that mm. I wanted to last years and years well it died so you ask them a question or two no we didn't water it
0: Right. Oh, okay, that's with most plants, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, because it had Christmas decorations on it. Alright, oh, okay. Uh, and what did you do when you took the Christmas decorations off? Oh, we put it outside in the sun. Uh, uh,
0: that's probably a no because it's been inside all that time.
1: Yes, definitely. So today we will give some Christmas tree instructions. One, when you purchase your living Christmas tree, get a saucer. To sit it in. Into, yeah. So that you don't drip water all over the carpet or wherever. <laughs> and you probably need to give it a, maybe one drink a week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's they don't like to be in too long. So once Christmas is over, it's time to pop them out in the shade and then gradually use them out into the sun. But the other thing I always say is please hose a little bit of the tinsel and dust and that off. Yep. Yeah, and give them a nice... Um, Flourish feed with foliant fertilizer. Yeah.
0: So, would you do you transfer them from a pot though?
1: Uh, No, no, not all. You leave them generally, like the one that um, this little fellow picked yesterday. It had a lot of room in the pot to grow. Okay. And they asked me, you know, when would they have to repot it? I said, look, probably not for another two years. Um, So then you repot them into a bigger one, but obviously. Christmas trees do grow slowly. Okay. Yep. So you don't have to do it very often at all. Yeah.
0: Now we had a little bit of rain over the weekend, Judy. So that's some good time to do a bit of mulching.
1: Oh, gosh, wasn't it wonderful, Greg? Yeah. A
0: a bit more would have been nicer, though. A
1: bit more would have been nicer. But, um, yes, if, you know, now that we've had rain, uh, you can throw a bit of fertiliser around as well, uh, particularly on lawns. Okay, yeah. I've noticed over the weekend some uh lawn lovers were coming in looking for a little bit of lawn fertiliser. Oh,
0: yeah. I should have done that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Missed the boat again. Missed the boat again.
1: The- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think now you could also dig in some mushroom compost. Okay. Now, that is a fantastic product because it brings earthworms into the garden. Right. And Please don't ask me why because I don't have an answer for that one. Yep.
0: they so just like mushrooms?
1: Oh, don't know. They just appear and you garden. And, of course, the wonderful thing about um, mushroom compost, if you've got clay, the uh, earthworms come and they actually make their tunnels through the clay. So it opens the clay up for gardeners. Oh, excellent. Yeah, but then, you know, everyone at the moment would be applying some kind of surface mulch I like sugarcane mulch best yep. because it puts nitrogen in the soil. A lot of people don't like it because it blows away a bit easier.
0: Right. Well, you couldn't just wet it. Can you do that?
1: Yes, you After can. After it on,
0: then just wet it a little bit? Surely yeah. that helps. Yeah, that would help.
1: And you'd have to do it, of course, in water restriction times, but that's easy to yep. work out. And, you know, you're generally watering your garden late in the afternoon anyway or early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of people like to use pine bark. And wood chips, but you need to be careful of that. That's great around natives, but a lot of other plants don't like... Uh, they release kind of tannins into the soil. Okay. So, you know, you avoid putting um, that kind of compost around. Say, um, traditional plants like camellias, azaleas, they'd much rather have a sugar mulch Rightio. Yeah.
0: So, also, did you just mention about indoor plants? No, smaller plants, you're saying, smaller plants.
1: Oh, sorry, yes, yeah, we were talking while we were off air, yeah. Look, have you noticed how small gardens are becoming now with apartments and villas and, yeah.
0: So blocks are getting smaller. No more big backyards anymore.
1: No, no, so don't plant any eucalypts like that tawny frogmouth sitting in out there.
0: Oh, he's loving it. He's not loving the wind, though.
1: No, he's not. It's blowing (laughs) him around a bit, isn't it? Um, Yes, it's a no-no now, and, of course, some... When I say this, if Scott is listening, he'll be clapping. Mm. No jacarandas now.
0: Okay, no more?
1: Oh, not unless you have a big yard. Fair enough. Yeah, because um, they take up a lot of space. But, you know, lovely plants you can use uh, like um, uh, magnolia little gems, teddy bears. They're beautiful. I love them. What are teddy bears? uh, Teddy bears are magnolias. Yep. But... They are self-shaping, so they have a lovely pointed top and a fat bottom. Oh, righty eh? Yeah, so you don't have to prune them or anything like that, and they bear great big white flowers. And I got up the other morning and I've planned one in my front garden, and as I walked out to try and find the Newcastle Herald, that's always a chore <laughs> <is>. every morning. <laughs> and the second chore is, of course, unwrapping it. No. I hope my delivery man's listening.
0: Okay, so you... But as
1: I went down to bend over to get the paper, yep. there were two lovely bees in a flower that had just opened on the magnolia and they were probably getting quite drunk, I can tell you. <laughs> they were right deep down in the flower. Yeah, so it, it is very wise when you um say you, you've got a new villa you've just bought that you plan which way the sun's coming, you know, whether it's a sun-loving garden or whether you need shade plants. The size you want them to grow, yep. definitely the size is important. Uh, you might want a deciduous tree that's going to let the sun in in um, winter, but shade an area in summer. Okay, yep. yeah, so a little bit of planning doesn't hurt. Uh, I know it's wonderful when things are instantly landscaped, but then you've got to live with the results.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. might not even like what's instantly put there for you as well. So That's
1: exactly right, yes. Which
0: I dare say that's probably nine times out of ten. Most people don't like what's already there.
1: Uh, I do get a lot of requests to and photos being shown to me. <laughs> you know, what would you take out and put in there? Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: It is Gardening Talk back on 2 R F M. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call on 49216216. And we've got George from Edgeworth, and he's got a question about daylilies.
1: Oh, hello, George. How are you?
0: Good afternoon. Uh, I only
2: know them as daylilies. Yeah. Uh, they'll think of a bulb.
1: Yes, yes. All
2: I would know is when I can uh, dig them up and split them up and replant the bulbs again.
1: Have they finished flowering?
2: Almost. Um, one one lot has, the others almost.
1: Yeah, look, I'd wait till they finish flowering. And they really are very hardy, the daylilies. Yes. Yeah. And, they're uh, very pretty. Oh, they're lovely. You know... Um, in Queensland, there's a nursery that specialises in daylilies. Oh, really? They, yeah. oh, and they have so many different colours. It's amazing.
2: Yes. But, okay, so I uh, want another just a couple of weeks to let all finish flowering. I and, uh, would
1: definitely, yes, yeah.
2: And uh, just, uh, no, no <clears throat> problem digging them up and uh, replanting the uh, extra bulbs?
1: No, look, the only thing I'd kind of look at at the moment is the weather. I wouldn't yes. do it on a really hot day.
2: That might be hard to avoid at the moment,
1: yes. <laughs> well, once you get into December, it gets a little bit like that, doesn't it? But it um, certainly does. Yeah, Judy, but...
2: Idea. Yeah. All right, we'll try and pick the,
1: yeah. and pick the weather. Forecast. Yes, def- okay. definitely. Okay, thank you, George. Thank you
2: for your assistance. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Bye. Bye.
0: We've got Doug from Taro. He's got a question about mangoes.
1: Yeah, how would you be? I'm very well, Doug, and yourself? Me? I'm always good. I'm alive. <laughs> Okay.
2: Look, I was given a mango plant. It was propagated from a from a seed. I have a, no idea of what sort of type of mango it was. Uh, what I want to know is what sort of drip line do I have to have around it? But so how how round will it be when it grows, and how tall does it grow, and what sort of root network does it have?
1: Very large, Doug. Very large. large.
2: Is that large out or large down?
1: <laughs> Both. You generally find with a tree, say they have, um, say they grow, okay, for just for an example, say they grow 20 metres high. Well, their root system's generally 20 metres.
2: So how high does a mango grow?
1: Very, very high. Very. <laughs> okay. very no they do they grow very very high uh yes. where our old nursery was there was a beautiful one in a garden and i it was a double story house and the mango tree was higher than the double story house
2: so really not suitable for my backyard
1: look i find that most people because if you let them get that high how do you pick the fruit uh, I find most people do prune them and keep them under control, which you can right. do, Doug, yeah. So yeah, yeah, just okay. keep it shaped and small to a height that you can reach to pick the fruit. Right.
2: Yeah, okay then, yeah.
1: So how well, long did, have you had yeah, that? Yeah,
2: Sorry? I've only had it, I've only, I haven't only have put it in the ground yet, so I've only had it for about two weeks.
1: Oh, right, so right, okay. I
2: wanted to know, you know sort of where do I put it? How close to the fence do I have to move it away? Um, of what other plants are going to be impinged by its growth.
1: Look, uh, the biggest problem you're going to have is, because it's grown from seed, um, you won't be eating mangoes in a hurry.
2: I like the shade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to wait. (laughs) Oh, they're Uh, fabulous, aren't they? they? Uh, Yes, yeah. Yeah, I understand that they'll be delayed probably, what, five years, seven years?
1: Yes, seven Uh, years probably, yeah. Yeah. But do um, you need to give it space because, um, you know, as I said, uh, you, you can prune it, but you'll need to to do that from a fairly young age because they suddenly get very big.
2: So if I prune it, what's going to happen to their root ball? Is it still going to become large?
1: No, no.
2: So that will be that will be held also.
1: It will, yes, definitely.
2: Right, there, then. Mm-hmm. right there, then. Now the other thing I. Wanted to bring up with you. You were talking about mulch earlier and sugarcane mulch. Yes. Uh, sugarcane mulch has a lot of worries for me. Uh, I've seen houses, 100 year old houses, burn down because of sugarcane mulch and in the in fire seeds. What right. happens is that people put gardens around their house and then they mulch it, right. which they feel is doing the right thing. What right. happens? A fire comes through and ember gets into that mulch and just sits there. The fire has to move forward with the actual fire front. And an hour later, the mulch catches on fire, there's nobody there, and the house is gone. So all I'm asking is that when people do put mulch around a house or a garden around the house, just be very careful because if you've got mulch there and an ember gets in it, it's not going to catch fire straight away and it could be two hours after the fire is gone that the house catches on
1: fire. Oh, Doug, you sound like you're speaking from experience.
2: Unfortunately, yes.
1: Oh, that's sad. So you had a house and the mulch?
2: Oh, no, no, not myself. Not oh. myself, but um, yes, other people,
1: yes. Right, house, right, yes. yeah. But yeah, I would, so... wouldn't that also happen with, um, say, with pine bark mulch?
2: Oh, any, any type of garden around the house where the mulch has been placed and it's gone very dry because the weather at the moment, for some strange reason, is dry. Yeah. And um, what I'm trying, all I'm trying to say to people is think about where you put your garden. Don't put your garden against your house. Move it away from the house so that if the mulch or whatever does catch on fire, you've got a chance.
1: Yeah, no, that's very good advice, Doug. I really appreciate that. Um where my sugarcane mulch is is on the other side of the drive, so um, it's well yeah. away from the house. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people do have gardens against their house, so that's a very good point to um, as a reminder.
2: Yeah, particularly in this particular environment where climate change is not happening, so they say, and uh, uh, it's it very, very dry, and it doesn't take much for that, that ember just to sit there And the moment you turn your back, that will
1: come to light. Yeah. See, the greatest problem we're having, though, is the fact that we're not getting rain and we can't water very often. So, you know, um, I I would imagine that the only way to keep your garden alive is to use some kind of mulch. But there are other um, products that you can use to, you know, hold the water in the soil. Oh,
2: wetting wetting agents. Yes, yes. What I would like to see is when the person puts a garden in, they put weeper uh, hoses down into the ground about, say, two feet tall, uh, half a meter so that you're not actually wetting the surface, but you're, you're wetting the ground and you don't have to wet the surface and don't have to put mulch on it.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose, you know, watering systems apply the same, don't they?
2: Except they're on the surface. That's the only thing I say with them. Yeah. And whilst on the surface, it's going kind to of evaporate greatly. Anyhow, I've taken enough of your time.
1: Oh, no, look, I've, it's been very interesting, your information. Thank you very much for that. Um, it's something I never, you know, I mean, I live right in the city, so... Well, uh, this
2: is a problem, yes. Yeah. People that live in the country, they don't have the water to be able to water. They do mulch. They think they're doing the right thing. They've been told they're doing the right thing. But they haven't thought about the possible consequences if the inevitable might
1: happen, yes, yeah, no, I can see that, whereas you know we we in the city are a bit spoiled, aren't we? Uh, that's not the word I use. <laughs> <laughs> look, thank you very much for the call, doug.
2: okay, then well you you have a fabulous life mate Enjoy
1: thank it. you okay then bye, bye. bye.
0: Thanks, Doug. We've got Lee now from Jerry's Plains, and she's got a question about a piggyback plants.
1: Hello, Lee. What? Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's and yourself? Cool. Oh, Not too bad. What I was asking, a piggyback plant. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. You, you don't see them. It? Oh gosh, yeah. You don't yes. see them very often now. No. Do you know where I would get one? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Uh, gosh. To be quite frank, you know, I'm out and about to all the plant growers for quite often, and I haven't seen any of those to buy for quite a couple of years now. Yes, well yeah. I haven't. I've been looking everywhere for them, and like people think, like the inch plant, you know. They think that's a piggyback, then, well, or it's not, you know. No, no, and we should explain to the listeners what happens. uh Out of the leaf grows another leaf, so that's it looks the... like it's being piggybacked, doesn't it? That's right, exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's very fine, you know. And not... They can be a bit tetchy, though. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do, they do like regular watering, but I am sorry... um, you know, maybe someone's listening that might have sourced one, so we could get a phone call. So, all right
3: here, yeah, you keep
1: listening and just see if anyone rings us about it. But I'm sorry, um, I haven't got any. I haven't seen any by for a while. So, you know, it's all—it's plants are very trendy at the moment. Right, <laughs> it's, yes. it's all you know. Um, uh, what do you call it, Greg? Social media. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> old-fashioned plant, they call is it. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, <laughs> old-fashioned. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. What's right, the word? thanks very much, Judy, for your time. You're welcome, dear. Right. Thank
0: you. Bye. I'm not sure what the word is.
1: You know, that's trendy. people advertise things on Facebook and all that kind of jazz. Oh,
0: trendy. Like plants are trendy?
1: Oh, plants are trendy, yeah, but it, what? It, it's because of all those
0: hashtags i don't
1: know oh i don't know i'm too
0: you're probably asking the wrong person
1: here <laughs> <laughs> i thought you'd honest. know i thought you'd know for sure
0: i wish i could say i could and we've got val from Morriset, and she's got a question about the purple tippiteri
1: oh that's interesting val oh that sounds good to me
3: now those tippiteri
1: what was it again darling sorry the Lassie Andra or Chippityteri or something they call it now. Oh, Lassieandra, right, right, okay. It's uh, is some yeah. damn stupid thing. But anyway,
3: it doesn't matter.
1: Oh, look, the you okay. know, common names are always a problem, aren't they? Yeah, yeah.
3: but what I'm asking, uh, the one that what they call Chippityteri now, because I bought it. Uh, locally here, and it's um, leaves that's flower because they're curling up with the wind and all that jazz in the heat. Uh, I wouldn't hurt if I, I've got a chap rod and get to come and cut it back to the stump, for, not stump, but down to where it starts to uh, shoot out, and give it a chance over summer to um, get over this heat stress it's
1: having. Yes, so you know? are you asking me? Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, Look, that can also be dangerous in this kind of weather as well. But they generally flower in March, so yours would have been flowering March from March through to winter a bit.
3: Yeah, well, it's still it's having struggling now because the wind and the flowers are curling yeah. up and, yeah. uh, and I'm losing leaves all the time on the on the ground. I'm all the going back to my uh, backyard because it's just. Uh, walks into the house. I think now. I think I'll cut them back over the till the summer. Um,
1: yeah, See, the ideal time is uh, probably at the end of winter, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: What I've done then. I, I have cut them back, but at this time with the dry heat on them, I think they. Uh, to me, it looks like it's just struggling. But the old style one, the lassie one, and just got the bigger trees. And um, yeah, it is struggling too. I can see right through it now because it's dropping leaves fast than it's
1: growing. Yes, yeah, it's in the Tiburtina family, and uh, I wouldn't cut it too hard, Val. No. No, I wouldn't cut it too hard, darling. Not at the moment, because you know if you, even pruning a hedge at the moment, after you prune on a hot day, you yeah. go out and the top is burnt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So no, just, a little.
3: Struggling um, to, like the flowers are struggling to stay open. That's the point. And I think it's just um, the leaves are dropping as fast as it's the days getting longer. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So, but it should um, be finishing just, flowering now, anyway. So pardon? It should be finishing flowering soon. Yeah. yeah yes. Like
3: I said, it's, just, it's struggling to stay. You know, and everything's curling up, and I got more leaves on the ground than on the tree. It feels like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, take it lightly. Remember, right. uh, when you're pruning, you can't yeah. stick it back on.
3: I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Yes, I know. I'm. Um, I said, yeah. I know. I was going to say another joke, but I'll let her at the car. So, oh, I am a it ride.
1: Okay, Val, do ring and let us know if it survives.
3: Okay, Tony. Good on you. Thanks, Thanks, I'll, I'll Val. Can you handle a crying woman? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tiger. Bye. <laughs> Have a good Christmas.
0: All right. Cheers. Thanks, Val. That's guarding talk back on to when you are at FM. Now, before we do wrap up another show, Judy Sharp, you mentioned smaller plants. So hang on, we know, we've got Rose from Edgeworth, and she's got a question about frangipanis.
1: Oh, we'd better talk to Rose because I'm um, I'm about to go, aren't I? Oh, well, yeah. you're about to, yeah. 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 yeah, let's talk to Rose. <laughs> Hello, Judy. Hi, Rose. How are you? Well, thank you. Um, I've just got my frangipanji, but it's not flowering, and nearly everyone else's are. Oh, and have have you had it in long? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Long time. Yeah. So that's with you when you and I actually bought the house, right? Uh, I, I thought you were going 20. to. Um, I thought you were going to ask me a question about roses. No, that's my name. I know. <laughs> I thought you might have a lot in the garden. <laughs> I have actually, but they they're doing well. Now look with the um frangipani problem, um. I think you should give it sulfate of potash.
2: Sulfate
1: of potash? Yes, that encourages flowering. I'm not sure why yours isn't flowering. At the moment, I think the weather is so chaotic, the poor plants don't know whether they're Arthur or Martha. (laughs) uh, But I'm sure you could look at sulfate of potash and that will only encourage flowering. Okay then, thank you. Okay, but you need to apply it regularly now. It could be just letting you know that it's a bit tired and it wants feeding up. You could also give right. it, if you liked, a little bit of cow manure. All right. But definitely so the sulphate, sulphate of potash, yes. Is that like an arm um, fertilizer? Yes, it's, um, it's an element. Um, Is you, it a liquid or a... No, it, uh, you can oh, buy okay. it either in liquid or powder. Um, liquid's probably easier because you're going to mix it up. And okay. Apply it. Yeah. But yep. you can find it anywhere. It's a good product. Okay, then. Okay. Yep. Excellent. And I, and I hope you. you have got roses in the garden. I have, and oh. they're beautiful. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> Thank you, Rose, for I the love call. My roses. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, dear. You, bye. Bye bye.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for this week, Judy.
1: Yeah, yeah. All the calls came in late, didn't
0: they? Just... Last minute callers.
1: Yeah, yeah. I should have said to Rose then to use the sulphate of potash on her roses.
0: Oh well, yeah. Well, she hasn't oh, had any problems with the roses. It's no, just a, a it's just the
1: frangipatty, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: Judy Sharp, I'll. Well, what I don't know if I see you again this next week,
1: Scott, oh, Scott well, might be back. He might. You know. You know we, we
0: could, who knows with him these days? You know what we could do do what we did last year and bring you in a surprise for the last one for the year. <laughs>
1: Is this next week the last one of you?
0: I think it's two or three
1: weeks away. Yeah, we could, but don't tell him because it oh, no. got, got a bit funny, didn't you? wouldn't yeah. let me have the microphone.
0: He really did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good suggestion. <laughs> well, Judy Sharp, hopefully we see you again this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Greg.
2: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel.